They conquered the presses. They conquered podcasting. Now they take on drive time airwaves. The fine gentlemen at Maka Media, at the forefront of media and FFRAC frack, we got that gas, the natural gas, present to you Maka Radio. Two modern pirates taking on the biggest stories, making mincemeat out of politics and everything else under the sun. And here they are now, the six-foot ginger and his short companion, Jack Morris and Nicholas Coker. Good morning and welcome to Moker Radio. It is Tuesday, January the 22nd. I'm Nicholas Coker. And I'm here. Jack Morris. Ah, Mocha Radio, coming off of a hot, long weekend, MLK Day. Um, a lot of stuff to hit on today. Jack, how you doing? I'm doing fine, a little tired. Um, underestimated my workload, so I was up to like 11. Oof. A little later than I would like to have been, but I'm here. It happens. fun. So um, the first segment that we have planned was supposed to be about um, – this thing called the scary black cherry slushy from Burger King. And the thing about that is it will either turn your feces green or blue, and there's no way to predict what. It's sort of like a mood ring type thing. Mm-hmm. You could probably find a BuzzFeed quiz that tells you what your personality is based off of your post scary black cherry slushy. Now, we read an article about this, and then my brother found an article about this, so it seemed like this was happening right now. So we were going to go either DoorDash from here, or I was going to have Jack pick him up, but turns out I'm a complete idiot, my brother's a complete idiot, that's not news. But this totally happened in Halloween. Like, So we were like, why is Burger King doing a thing called the scary black cherry thing right now? It's black slushy, which is scary. They did a Halloween Whopper, which was black, and they did this slushy. It was green? Yeah, the buns were green. No, you'd think that'd be St. Patty's. They do the green ketchup. I remembered that. Anyway, so we totally had this bit planned. The thing didn't even happen. I don't know why this was on the news. I don't know if I was just reading news from three months ago. Complete fail. But in food news and snacking news, we do have something else. Oreo is doing sort of like the U.S. Mint, putting out four commemorative limited edition Oreos throughout the year this year, and the first of which is the limited edition Oreo The Most Stuff Oreos. These are the Oreos with the most cream filling ever, which is awesome. I'm a sucker for limited edition Oreos. I don't know why. I feel like I'm most of America. I was driving around. I went to Safeway. I went to Rite Aid. Eventually, I figured out they were at Target. I went all around town to find these suckers. And then I felt... I'm, I'm a pretty secure guy, you could say. I'm usually pretty comfortable in my own body. But when I was walking through Target without a basket, which was a mistake, just holding at first two packages of most stuff Oreos, and then I thought, I don't need two. I need one. So I had to walk back with two, put one back, and then walk through the store holding these Oreos in my hand, and I just felt like such a schmuck. I felt creepy. I felt weird. I felt like I wanted... It's the only thing I'm buying. I felt like I needed to explain it. I went to self-checkout because I didn't want to talk to a person about it, (laughs) even though they're not judgmental. Whatever. I'm sorry if you work at Target. I hope someone who listens to this works at Target. Um, 
So I went to the self-checkout, and then I entered my debit card PIN in wrong. So a, a service person had to come and help me. She looked at what I was doing, and that was uncomfortable. I didn't take a receipt. Whole thing. But here we are now in the studio. We have a box of Oreo, the most stuff, most cream ever Oreos. Notable is on the package it says 110 calories per cookie. Oh, my God. Isn't that God. nuts? That's insane. Okay, so let's open these suckers up. You're going to try them, right, Jack? Yes. Now, <laughs> I've, I'm going to hand one to Jack. Jack, you can give your, your thoughts on that, and then, oh and then I'll go. It just looks wrong, by the way, folks. Um, I mean, it's probably half an inch of cream. No, a little bit less. The cream is so overpowering. It's half, maybe half a thing of cream. Yeah, okay. I'm going to eat it. I so don't want to finish this. Jack can't even finish one. It's that big. You can Google a picture of it. It's like an Oreo, but you took three, four fillings out and put it in one Oreo. Four times the filling, allegedly. Jack just tossed it. I can't, I can't handle that. That's sickeningly sweet. All that cream. Man, that's insane. I can't believe that. So we both had the same thing happen. When you bite into it, there's so much cream that it squeezes it out of the Oreo. Yes. The bite. Yes. I mean, this is ridiculous. There's not that many Oreos in the package because no. there's like four each. It's kind of a small thing. I mean, it's crazy. If you, it's cool. If you took the cookies off, like a lot of people do, I guess, and just ate the cream, you would have so much cream. That took me so much longer than I expected to chew it. They used to do these with like a cream that was like with an animal fat. Yeah. And then they cut that. Nick can't finish it. Either. I can't even finish it. Now I've got like the sweet tooth. I also don't want to be chewing on the radio, but that's crazy. We should have got some milk in here. That would have really made. Yeah, Mr. Iden did. Did Mr. We had a sixth grade English teacher, Mr. Iden. Well, yeah, his thing was he would fill a big glass full of milk and then fill it with like eight Oreos and then eat it with a spoon. That's crazy. Wait, eat it with a spoon? Holy crap. Yeah. That guy was nuts. He used to always drink like a sugar-free Red Bull. Yeah. He'd come in complaining about how his kid cried diet day, before. And like a weight loss shake. I drove that man crazy. I think I drove him to leave St. Chris. He had cousins. He'd always tell me he had cousins whose last name were Coker, which is kind of cool. You usually don't hear many Cokers. Okay, uh, let's move on. Um, big thing that I was immediately thinking about was the NFC-AFC championships. Jack and I caught both of these games together. We went yes. on a little weekend trip. Um, so the first thing that I thought was kind of cool about this was there was a pastor in Maine who accurately predicted the score of the, the, the Patriots-Chiefs game, <laughs> which was 37-31 predict OT? in overtime. He did not predict overtime. But you know how there's, sometimes there will be the memes of the church signs where they put the letters up? Yeah. His said, God doesn't have a favorite team, but the pastor does. Patriots 37, Chiefs 31. Yeah. Pretty incredible. It was on Twitter before the game happened, and then there was a picture of the guy with it, and it, it went viral, obviously. I mean, mm -hmm. that's pretty next level. What I immediately thought to myself was how many other p pastors predicted the score of the game. Right? Like, Probably none. You, you don't think any? No, I don't think... Because there's probably plenty of people who, like, predicted the score on Twitter just in, in the event that it happened. Like the Yeah, but pastors, I don't know. There's, you got to be a special type of person. I don't know if you remember that Cub, Cubs-Indians World Series. A guy on Twitter had predicted that the game would end with the Cubs winning in the 10th inning. 
on Twitter like four years before it happened in 2016. Totally correct. But then they went back, they checked the receipt on the dude, and the guy did a whole bunch of predictions just in the event that if one of his predictions came true, it would pay off. Yeah. I think he sold T-shirts with it. I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. The other thing that happened with that game was we were watching it at this Irish pub in Murphy's, and um, a guy kept talking about the deal with the devil that Brady made. Yeah. That guy was awesome. No matter what happened in the game, he was like, but Brady's deal with the devil. Brady's deal with the devil. His wife wanted the Chiefs to win. He wasn't having it. He was like, you got to respect greatness. you got to respect a pact with the devil. This guy knew what was going to happen. Yeah, that's a new angle because deal with the devil is usually like music. But yeah, sports deal with the devil opens up a whole new set of doors. So there's more I've got to say about the AFC Championship. But in the spirit of deals with the devil, uh, I found this article last night. Um, the rise of Satanism in the U.S. Supposedly mm-hmm. Satanism numbers are crazy in the U.S. right now, but they're not actually worshiping the devil. They're focusing on activism and stuff because the leaders of these churches were getting death threats. <laughs> now, obviously, Jack has this video about, uh, what, l- look at me, senpai. What does he say? You know, notice me, Notice senpai. me, senpai. Uh, yeah. Um... That's a use a joke, though. There's definitely devil predictions. At the bar we were watching it at, the the volume on the TV wasn't on, just the subtitles on the top left, so we weren't reading them. Supposedly, Tony Romo was yeah. accurately predicting like every play, which I, is kind yeah, of funny. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. That's his thing. There's a conspiracy going around right now that he had the headset of like Tom Brady. He was on the same frequency getting the offensive play calls just so that he could predict them. <laughs> if that's the case, that would be hilarious. Well, that wouldn't be that hard to do, would it? Probably not. If you got on the right frequency, I can't yeah. imagine it being that hard. You'd have to know what it me- what they're saying means, but he probably does. That was his whole thing last year, right? He did Thursday Night Football. He was accurately predicting mm-hmm. a bunch of plays. It was pretty cool. He would say, this is about to happen. This is about to happen. But what if that was the case? Then he's one of the greatest broadcasters in history. Yeah. I mean, the the Patriots technically had a whole thing with stealing those defensive signals, which is why they have defensive in-ear um, mics for play calls. Mm-hmm. So maybe he just pulled the Patriots on the Patriots. I don't even know. Uh, back to that game, um, there was a, that pass interference call that was a no call uh, on the Saints. The Rams guy just hit him about five seconds that before That decided the, the game. It decided the game. I was reading that Roger Goodell technically has the power to overturn that game and give it to the Saints if he wants to. The ref does? Roger Goodell. Is he the commissioner of the oh NFL? My. <laughs> they say he probably won't, but he could because of this weird rule. He could he could just overturn the he, game. He could say that that lack of call decided the game to an extent that the Patriots or that the Saints deserved well, to win the game. Well, I honestly think it did. It might have, but other things did, too, over the course of the game, right? Sure. I don't know. We had a fun day watching uh, watching a lot of football. Okay, moving on to this week in Bezos, because we always hit Bezos on this program. Uh, update in his divorce proceedings. He might lose or give up to his wife more, or ex-wife more than 50% of his $137 billion in assets. Because she's distraught over how the marriage ended in such a um, you know ridiculous way with this these sex yep. and, and that whole thing that we talked about in the past, 
she might be able in court to get more than the clean 50-50 split, which is crazy. That's got to be the biggest money change in one day ever. It probably will be. I mean, most of his money is in Amazon stock. Mm-hmm. Some of it's in real estate. Some of it's in all this stuff. I'm sure it would push him to like, well, but it would make her rich too. He would probably never become richer than she would unless he just invests his money like a madman. That's crazy. All because of that stupid reporter woman. What a schmuck. Total schmuck. The only thing that came out was that he sent a, a, a big uh, penis picture. Everything else was like, he just looked like a schmuck. Yeah. I don't know. What's, maybe, going with, what's going on with Chapo? Maybe that's a man thing. Yeah, we were talking about Chapo in the car the other day. Um, yesterday. Yesterday. Supposedly, the star witness that they're counting on in Chapo's trial is El Chapo himself. So his mistress flipped on him. She told the story about him escaping from the Mexican prison in the shower, totally naked, running a mile through a tunnel without any clothes on, which is kind he of had fun. a motorcycle. No one knew that there was a motorcycle, but you know he was he was hanging low. Okay, but they're saying that if he testifies. And his lawyer will explain to him that you have to say things. Well, I mean, there's, you can plead the fifth, right? But realistically, they're thinking that if he wants to, like, not he's not pleading guilty. But if it would make it better for him if he gives up the details of what he's done. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I mean, the guy's in there for a long time. He killed a bunch of people. Like, he's got it. Well, what are they trying him for? Well, I, uh, it's probably like what they get all those guys on, like the RICO. So it's like racketeering, drug charges, oh. probably felony murder, whole bunch of stuff. That'll be interesting to see how it plays out. That yeah. sentencing will be what's interesting. I just want to hear more stories about it. The fact that he went through the tunnel totally naked, paid off the jail, kind of cool. Still got caught, but now his sons are running the business pretty openly. Like when he escaped, his son just tweeted a picture of him eating lunch with El Chapo. Just, like, come and get me. Like, they just don't care. They got so much money, it's unreal. What were we saying? It's like a billion dollars, supposedly, to his name. That's what Anthony said. Anthony said that PewDiePie makes $6 billion in a year, so his numbers can be taken. Well, no, Anthony looked it up, and I saw it. Oh, okay. Um, so over the long weekend, uh, when we were in the cabin situation, we ended up watching more TV than I usually do. Yeah, me too. So I wanted to break down some of the stuff we watched. The first thing we watched was The Rookie on ABC, NBC. Yeah. Which was a dramedy. Well, you know, I, I didn't think it was very good. I thought it was a comedy based off of the commercials I'd seen for it. We jumped into it without much context. Yeah. I didn't think it was very good either. Totally unrealistic in terms of the life of a cop. It would mean every day something crazy was happening. Every day you have to pull your partner out of a gas leak house yeah we watched one episode where they had to deal with a gas leak we watched a decent amount of this show and some of the drama was so inadvertently bad that it was funny which is why i almost think it was a comedy i thought that it was gonna be like a rookie cop who makes some mistakes sometimes you know like maybe he accidentally shoots a guy or something you know like i don't know i thought it was yeah. gonna be funny not funny no. there was a whole subplot with the guy he just got out of jail he went into the police into the police department pulled out a gun he was going to kill a woman and then she had to 
disarm the live Glock from his hand. It was like a whole thing. And then someone made like a joke immediately after. A guy walked in. He had been sprayed by a skunk responding to a call. How does that work for a TV show? Is it that like scary and funny being a cop? No way. That's, that's like the most bipolar occupation. So that was that. And then the next thing we watched was Fortnite. We watched maybe an hour of Anthony playing Fortnite. He, I was, really, he really wanted to play on that PS4. Yeah, so he really wanted to play on the PS4 at this place. Yeah. I didn't have that much fun watching it, but mm-hmm. it was funny making fun of the, the concept of the game as a whole. I used to do this thing in Fortnite because I thought it used to be like Tomato Town, like everything was two letters. So I would just say like, um, that's the bombastic bridge. Like I would name everything in Fortnite to have an adjective that was like yeah. alliterated, but I wasn't doing that. It was just not that fun. Uh, we watched Black Panther. Um, yep. We both missed that when it came out, but it was actually a solid flick, I thought. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There was some... The, the soundtrack ended up being good. There were some kind of fun themes. That's some it. rap music. Definitely had some rap music. That was kind of the whole thing. And then um, we watched Deal or No Deal. Yeah. Um, under the gun, name a serial that doesn't end in S. 15 seconds. Raisin Bran. That's pretty good. I actually, like, thinking of that, couldn't really think of one. And then I think I went... Well, that explosion really resonates. <laughs> and then I think I thought of Raisin Bran, and for some reason, I thought it had an ass. Because I'm just an idiot. That's tricky, though, isn't it? Because you go, mm-hmm. like, Cheerios. Uh, you know, like, a lot of them have an S. Yeah. Uh, cor- all of them corn do. Pops. Because you never have one piece of cereal. <laughs> you wouldn't want, like, a frosted flake. <laughs> you want a bowl of frosted flakes. I don't know. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that was that was a good movie. Good soundtrack. We were impressed. Do you want Cookie Crunch. That? Cookie Crunch. Okay. Is that the ones where, yeah, it's just, just the little, little chocolate cookies. chip cookies? Yeah. This is a thing I can confess to you. On the air, because we're in the trust tree right now. We're in the trust circle with our closest friends listening to this. I got those mini Oreos. Like, you know, like one of the snack packs? Yeah. And you put it Totally in poured it into a bowl and ate it like a cereal. You could tell why cereals are cereals. It didn't work. They got so soggy, but I had to eat it, and it filled my stomach in such a way that I just felt horrible <laughs> emotionally and physically after eating it. I mean, it was... Way too moist to be a cereal. No, way too moist. Cereals retain the, the, the sort of crunch. When the cereal gets soggy, then it's not as good. Oh, well, I sometimes like soggy cereal. But this got to a soggy point real quick. Because think about it, you dunk a cookie, it's pretty soggy already. Yeah. That didn't work. That's tough. Deal or no deal. I went in kind of making fun of deal or no deal. Because I'm just like, they just open suitcases, whatever. We were totally involved in Deal or No Deal. I was, I was sucked into it instantly. They have the models holding the briefcases, which I forgot. Jack said, oh, I used to play the arcade game. It was fun. You, you said that's like one of the best games in an arcade. But God, it was this. Uh, then you have the banker. The banker, who's a woman in this one, which is cool. Who is the guy? It was uh, Howie. No, yeah, the guy's Howie Mandel, but the dude on the show we were watching. It he was, was a North Carolina speech therapist. Yeah, from Booger Swamp Booger Avenue. Swamp, yeah. Uh, he did pretty good. Well, no, he, okay. So it seemed like he was going to make more money if he had stayed in the game, but then he would have lost it, right? He wouldn't have ended up making his million. 
he walked away with like one twenty or one seventy five, which we were saying is probably like one hundred, yeah, thousand. But he wanted to make a big donation to the to the ASPCA, and um, and then house down payment, house down payment, student loans, yeah. speech therapist, good guy. Yeah, it, I mean that was quality entertainment. Cut cut to commercial too much, I think. Yeah, because they they do the briefcases really quick. He just goes eleven seven, but you know like they pop 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 pop. So it's not drawn out, but the commercials draw it out. But I, I wouldn't like, want to go to it live though. No, because I'm sure it actually takes. It's either really quick, like they do it in ten minutes in and out, yeah. <laughs> or it takes like two hours to film. Yeah. I agree. I almost went to a taping of Price is Right, though. We had tickets. We didn't go. Wouldn't that be fun? You have to wear, like, a stupid costume. You have the big name tag. Maybe you get on stage. I think I'd be pretty good at that. Price is Right. Guessing the price. Mm -hmm. Not over. It's over-under. And then Talladega Nights. Oh, yeah. And then we caught a bit of Talladega Nights. And some Sports Center, SVP, and Boomer. Yeah, Boomer was on. He was pretty funny. Um, SVP was saying the Brady Dynasty will be forever, which my father didn't like. Oh, yeah, this week in Mark Coker uh, saw Cardi B in Manhattan somehow. I don't know if we talked about that last week, but that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, we watched a bit of Talladega Nights. Always classic. One of Jack's favorite movies. Funny. Um, he had just gotten to the point where he was getting out of the hospital when we turned it off, right? Um, where Reese Bobby put the cougar in the car. Cougar in the car, that's right. That TV did a cool thing, too, where when it turned off, it had a bar that collapsed. I don't know if you ever saw it. It was kind of like an old school TV where it, it would zoom in. Uh, I think that's about it for TV we watched. Uh, mm -hmm. Ski trip. Uh, Jack is getting there with the skiing. Slowly. I want him to get a little faster so we can ultimately race. Eventually I'll be there. No, you're getting I've only there. gone four times. I know. We're getting there with the skiing. No real hijinks with that. You weren't falling as much. Jack's getting there. He's going to be a solid skier soon. Um, okay, this is maybe the best story I read this week. Uh, eels in the Thames River are becoming so... Thames. Tame, Thames are becoming hyperactive because there's so much cocaine in it. Really? Yeah, so this is cool on a couple of levels. One, I didn't know that there were eels in the, the River Thames. Two, why is there so much cocaine in the River Thames? Right? And three, why does cocaine make eels crazy? Well, it makes anyone crazy, right? I mean, I don't know if it makes you crazy. It's a stimulant. It gets you amped. New researchers by a team at King's College of London found that Londoners using the Class A drug consistently throughout the week with fears that it is hurting the river's wildlife. Concentrations of cocaine remained high in wastewater across the week with only a minor increase over the weekend which is not consistent with other, with other uh, cities. London is known as one of the highest consumers of cocaine suggested for everyday usage. I didn't know that London was so coked up, but I think Me what's either. happening is when people are urinating, I guess, whatever, it's just ending up in the Thames. Could be. And yeah. then can you imagine these coked up eels just getting all amped? <laughs> just they're coked up all the time, which would well, be why bad. Why is it only eels? Why not fish? I think they were probably just tracking the eels. Also, eels makes a way better headline, right? That's the the London Eels. Yeah, that's true. If you had a, a minor league baseball affiliate in London, would you call them the London Eels? Yeah. They want to do an MLB team. Or no, NFL. NFL team in London? Yeah. 
Really? Yeah, because they play like two Who games. wants to do that? Supposedly the Jaguars might move there. Jacksonville. To London. <laughs> yeah, because they do one game there a year, mm-hmm. and it's just filled with people wearing like every uniform in the NFL because <laughs> everyone has their own teams. Yeah. And they do it at like Wembley or something like that. The Chargers played there this year. The Jags always play there. They're saying they're going to do that. And then the Red Sox have a series against the Yankees in London. That's cool. That's going to be fun. The The A's are, they have their opening day in Japan this year, in Tokyo, in the Tokyo Dome, which is kind of funny. Against whom? I think the Mariners. Out of town. Mm. Cruising for a bruising. Cruising for a bruising. Jack, uh, this week, uh, you know, we always do a sort of moral dilemma, because I think you usually have good takes on these. So I've got this moral dilemma for you. You're involved in a two-car car crash on your way to school one morning. Am I driving? Yes. Okay. You accidentally hit and kill a pedestrian. Scary, I know. You get out of the car, you're intercepted by a tearful woman who seems to think that she hit and killed the pedestrian. Probably the other woman in the two-car crash. But you know that you did it. Yeah, I would confess. Okay, so you're not sure why she thinks she hit the person. There's only you, the woman, and the person you hit lying in the road, soon to be outlined in chalk, as we were talking about the other day. Do they still outline bodies in chalk? Um, No witnesses. You know that whoever is deemed responsible will probably be sent to jail. What do you do? I would confess. I couldn't live with myself knowing that I manslaughtered someone and let another person go to jail for me. Yeah, so you would have a sort of Jean Valjean situation. Who am I? Where you have to confess. Yeah. I think... I would if I if I speak I'm condemned if I stay silent I am damned. That's exactly right. Huh. Yeah. I don't I I guess it would be difficult to live with yourself. Better to be condemned than damned. Very true. Rather than damned to uh, yeah, con- eternal damnation mm-hmm. down below. We don't want that. Yeah. That'd be tough. I couldn't live with you'd, that. You'd have it on your conscience. You'd have two things on your conscience. I wouldn't sit also. well with that on the long term. No, because you know that you killed this person, and then you know that you didn't. And, and that's then, not a light sentence either, manslaughter. No, and you'd have to probably go to court and testify. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't contest. I'm saying if you blamed it on the woman, you'd have to w- be a witness against oh, her. Oh, yeah. In which case, you'd be committing perjury. Well, if that. she thinks she did it, she probably wouldn't contest. She would just take it. I guess that's true, huh? I don't know. Tough. Tough. Would you? What would you do? I think I'd have to speak up to it too. I think it'd be real hard when. I mean, you'd be super adrenal when it's happening, right? It'd be a. It'd be a crazy moment. But yeah, I think when when the dust settles, you got to come clean, right? Yeah. Uh, Soldier Boy has been all over the news. He did an interview on the Breakfast Club. Most listened to. Bre- I don't. They do morning radio. Screw those guys, right? Mm-hmm. Neither of us listen to that. But they've got those videos on YouTube with the rappers. He went on that. It was a whole thing. It was pretty funny. But now they're picking up that Ariana Grande ripped off Soldier Boy's flow. So I'm going to play this. You, you decide for yourself. Come on. So, I'm pretty sure that they sped up the Soldier Boy song. Definitely sounds similar. Is he going to take her to court? He might. He might do the Robin Thicke with the Marvin yeah. Gaye thing. Definitely a funny concept, though. Supposedly, Soldier Boy just invented Drake. He calls himself uh, <laughs> Draco. 
by his own invention, probably before Drake. He invented Drake. <laughs> well, he supposedly Drake ripped off all this stuff from Soldier Boy. You don't expect this out of Soldier Boy, right? Like he had the uh, Soldier Boy. I tell him, oh, yeah. you, it, Superman, that hoe, right? So he did that. It's just oh, not hoe. I thought I looked up the lyrics and it's Superman, that hoe, but I might be wrong. I might be wrong then if you looked it up. Who knows? Soldier Boy, I'm in it. Beyond the point, Soldier Boy you think of as kind of a joke. You can look up yeah. a sh- picture of Soldier Boy in a big t-shirt. It looks like a dress. It's down to his ankles. And then sort of the one-hit wonder, or maybe two-hit wonder. But then the, he claims that Drake ripped him off and all this stuff. And then in this Breakfast Club interview, he said he didn't know who Drake was. He was going like, Drake! Drake! You know, that guy that pushed a tea buried with the... You know, like, the dude's nuts. Really funny, though. And that's just videos of, like, Drake just stealing his lyrics. <laughs> so I think we got to give this guy more credit. He did the Soldier console, which we weren't doing the show when he launched it. He just ripped off these Alibaba Chinese knockoff um, game consoles and was selling them for, for a couple hundred bucks. He did a Soldier watch which was like a rip-off Apple Watch, Soldier Pods, which were yeah. just AirPods. None of them said Soldier Boy on it. I tried to buy them. The store got shut down for being a fraud. <laughs> I was going to get everyone Soldier Soldier Watches for Christmas, which I thought was funny. <laughs> He's just on, on a next... He got shut down. Is he, is he like, in prison now? He, no, he did it on Shopify, which is, like, just anyone could do, like, a Shopify store, and they shut it down for fraud. And then he went on Twitter and started saying, you know, like, they, you know, they're racist. They're just shutting this down because it's a black guy. It was all kind of <laughs> funny. I don't know. But we could be Soldier Boy guys. Uh, we are Soldier Boy guys. We're rolling with Soldier now. <coughs> He's just the guy's on another planet, lives in his own world. But could we be Soldier's Soldiers? We could be Little Boy Soldiers. Well, if we if we're soldiers in the soldier army, that makes him like a general. General, yeah, general and we're boy. Soldier, maybe soldier man, and we're just soldier boys now. Yeah, I like yeah, he's soldier man. We're soldier boy. I like that though, general soldier boy, because uh, a general has to be like an infantry man at some point, right? Like they have to no. be. I don't think I think they have to at some point like just do like regular combat. You can start out as an officer. Oh, okay. Anyway. He started at the bottom, now he's a Gemra in the soldier army. He cut his teeth in the Middle East. In the, in the battle of uh, Draco and Drake. Uh, true love. Man proposes to, in court to a woman who stabbed him 13 times. Uh, this happened in Russia. Um, Once you get to Russia, every, everything you thought you knew about society goes out the door. Yeah, because it's the so fact. Okay, I was thinking that's ridiculous, and then when you said Russia, I I think, oh, that makes total <laughs> sense. I love how you could totally be prejudiced, like not prejudiced against Russia, but I love how you could just easily, openly stereotype Russia because this is so Russian. Nothing. There's no similarity in the culture between America and Russia. <laughs> Anything goes there. <laughs> Anything flies. Yeah. I don't know what happened. You but could kill a cat there. You could totally kill a cat there, which is awful here. You could probably do anything there. I think I was saying in Russia, you could probably just openly debate the age of consent. You do that here, yeah, you get no, thrown you in get jail. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying we should change it. I'm just saying you could talk about that in Russia. You can't here. So the, the girlfriend stabbed the man 
13 times. Almost is this, this is in one stabbing or is this, this is over one a couple? Se- this is okay. one session. Okay. <laughs> one treatment. Well, first of all, I'm surprised he survived. Supposedly he was on the brink of death. I mean, usually actually when you hear about someone getting like brutally stabbed, it's like 47 times. Yeah. Because then they die and then the person's crazy. They just keep stabbing them. 13 times is no joke. That would hurt really badly. We said stabbing would hurt more than getting shot. That's a good debate. I think stabbing hurts more. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because shot, they say you don't really feel it. The recovery is bad. You but go into shock. Yeah. It's like it goes through you so quick. Stabbed would suck. 13 times. And he was so madly in love with the girl. He's like, she's not guilty. I don't want her to get charged. And then in court, she's testifying and he gets down on his knee and proposes to her. This what'd, is one she of the, say? what'd she say? I don't know if she said... I'd, it didn't say if she said yes or no in the article, which is kind of a joke. Okay, we'll find She has out. to have said yes. She had to have said yes. Yeah. Because that's her ticket out. And then she could stab him 13 more times and finish it off. He's in like a full-body bandage right now. <laughs> one of those full-body casts. It's like one of those live PD things. Um, obese passenger forces pilot to wipe, wipe his, his butt. butt. I saw that. You read? And he was moaning with pleasure. Yeah, so it was on, like, Taiwanese air. You had a really big guy. We were talking about this the other day. Really big guys who are forced to get two seats on an airplane or a, or a buckle extender. And you'd think, if you're on the verge, verge of being obese, you could be really offended if the, the woman's <laughs> like, sir, you need two seats. If the seatbelt doesn't fit, that's pretty damning. But if you need to buy two seats, come on, dude. That's expensive. So this dude was so obese, he's in a wheelchair. It is expensive. you got to pay for two. But, I mean, think about it, how it weighs down the plane. You count as two. <laughs> this woman was on a wheelchair. I don't know what happened to, to lead to do it. but the, Oh, it was a woman? A woman had to wipe it. There was a yeah. picture of her. She was in a wheelchair? The man was in a wheelchair. Okay, and a, a female flight attendant was moving him. Yep. And somehow she had to wipe his butt. She said she felt super violated, which makes sense. I wouldn't do that. I'd either quit. <laughs> think, I mean, I don't think you could get – you can't do that in America. Well, I'm not familiar with Taiwanese law, but there's no way that she had to, to do, do that. It. Yeah. You can't, that's in violation of the Geneva Convention for sure. You, you, I would not wish that upon my worst enemy. Well, I – that's, that would be kind of funny, but... It's a cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, some people have to um, but the know, other, clean bathrooms The other part the of it I saw was that he was moaning with pleasure. Okay, let's see. As she wiped his butt. So this is the picture of the flight attendant who was forced to wipe passenger's butt. Um, as he moaned in pleasure, according to the reports. Yep. Also... How did he force her, to, force her to do this? The sicko confined to a wheelchair told flight attendants that he needed assistance to use the lavatory about two hours into the flight. Um, I felt that as a flight attendant, removing a passenger's underwear was beyond the scope of my responsibilities. It makes sense. Um, so this dude was just like, hey, I need some help in the bathroom. Ugh, that's awful. I told him we couldn't help him, but he started yelling. He told me to get in there immediately and threatened to relieve himself on the floor. Oh. This is now it's starting to unravel. Where's the air marshal here? Yeah, exactly. This guy needs to go. As the passenger's genitalia were now expo- was now exposed, one of my colleagues brought a blanket, which I used to cover his modesty. 
but he very angrily slapped my hand away, saying he didn't want it and only wanted me to remove his underwear so he could use the toilet. The man also insisted that they had to keep the door open because otherwise, quote, he couldn't breathe. <laughs> so you can't even imagine this big guy. <laughs> imagine being in the back, though, just catching this in your periphery. That stinks up the whole plane for sure. Imagine, I mean, a plane can smell like farts really quickly. Yeah. Even though it's filtering out air. This guy wrecked a plane. <laughs> Terrifying. One of the weirdest things, though, is that he had the door open so everyone could see him. And he refused the blanket. His weight, this is funny, is estimated to be 440 pounds. So they were, they were scope, you know, okay. looking him up and down. They wiped his backside after he finished the business. Oh, my God. Here's the photo of the dude. I think he got arrested. He had to have been arrested. Ugh. Wait, can I see him one more time? Yeah, big dude with a beard and a cane. <laughs> You can pull my pants back out. Oh, so this is the moment of pleasure. Oh, mmm, deeper, deeper with the toilet paper. Oh, this is explicit. Then he accused my chief attendant of not properly cleaning his backside, requesting that she do it again. I can't even go any further with this. This is making me ill. Can you imagine having to do that? I could not do that. I could not. Well, he was making a scene. He was making a scene. It's not like she got a bonus for that, right? Well, maybe now she may she might she might get a payout yeah. now. But imagine, right? It's like you'd you'd hope that doing something like that, you'd have to get some sort of compensation. A regular flight as a flight attendant, you're getting paid the same amount, so, but you don't have to wipe any. So, if fights. he has to do this on the plane, imagine like his wife or whoever he lives with having to do this two times a day. Well, I think based off of the description of the man, whatever, he probably doesn't have a wife. Okay. Maybe a caretaker, because he's 440 pounds. A caretaker that wipes his butt. But I think that he usually has to wipe his butt, and he planned this out as his treat. Based off of his he reaction bought, He to bought it, the plane ticket just to get He this. bought the plane ticket. He had an excuse to fly out wherever this Taiwanese air flight was going. Taiwan, I guess. I don't know. So he got the excuse to leave, and then he's thinking in his head, well, I know what I'll do. I'll ask him to take my underwear off and wipe my rear. It's like heroin for him. Yeah. Because I think that's how those guys operate. You, uh, gross. I'm sorry, anyone. Uh, I'm thinking now. I read an article in the Wall Street Journal this morning that said that um, the nuclear talks with North Korea were set up by like a decade of spies meeting with each other to ease tensions. I don't really care about the nuclear thing. I don't really care about to talk about that, but. I've been reading uh, Casino Royale, the first Fleming Bond book. Uh So badass. I'm thinking about, and I guess it's not as cool because it's in North Korea, but how serious do you think the spy action is these days? I bet it's pretty serious. Do you think they're still cool? Yeah, I I bet they have their spies and they tell their family that they sell insurance, you know? Oh, wow. But, like, black suits, cocktails. Maybe not as classy. It's more like the Mission Impossible. But certainly more practical. Yeah, it's more like the Mission Impossible. They definitely have gadgets. Yeah. That's that. Okay, so that's that's where my mind goes. Yeah. Cool car. Maybe indiscreet. And then, like, gadgets. laser watches and stuff? Laser watches. Um, ether-soaked towels 
Um, <laughs> they're soaked. Oh, like uh, the chloroform? Yeah. They just got take someone um, out. Stun gun, maybe. S- stun gun, but it's like a pen. And then a real gun. Pen knife. Like a little Beretta in yeah. a holster in their coat. Uh, or hoodie, because yeah. they're modern. No, they would not wear a hoodie. They could. They could. Well, that would be good. Well, it depends on where they are. Be a good disguise around here. Um, well, I mean, realistically, probably a lot of the spy action we're doing is in China, yeah. North Korea, and the Middle East. Yeah. Maybe Russia. That's where it's cool. Russia is probably where the cool cops are, or where the cool spies they are. They probably carry some sort of drugs if they want to take someone out. Yeah, like, like I mean, the Russians poison. poisoned that one spy in 2007 with, like, uranium. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. British spy that for Russia that churned, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You could just imagine how they cover up those deaths. I think it was in one of the recent Bond movies, or when it was Skyfall, where they thought Bond died, where he got shot, and M has to write his um, eulogy. eulogy. And she says that he was just like a low-level member of the the British army. So much more. So much more. There's probably plenty of guys like that who have died, and we just will never know. Yeah. I don't know. CIA stuff. CIA stuff. Which is cool. You'd hope, yeah, I don't know. I guess we romanticize it when really it's like a brutal taxing job. In the Casino Royale, he, Bond said that his accomplice, who worked also for... No, she worked for not MI6. She worked for a different branch of the British intelligence. She said, oh, I was like excited to work with you because you're a double O. And he just says, I'm just a double O because I'm willing to kill. You know, that's all it takes. He caught. He said he caught some bodies in, in Vietnam, and he caught some bodies... Whatever. Cool with this license to kill? This is Casino Royale. No, but... Oh, he has a license to kill. Yeah. A lot of people have licenses to kill. What are you calling that? A concealed carry? Well, anyone in self-defense. Yeah. All cops, security guards. I guess a license to kill in, in like, America, everyone kind of has it. It's under certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a driver's license. But... That's a gray area where, at what point... Oh, very gray. Are you, you, can are you get, okay to kill someone? It can get hairy real quick. You could mm-hmm. you could catch a body and a, and a case. Well, <laughs> usually you're going to catch a case. I mean, even if the person dies in self-defense, you're still going to have to go to court, right? Yeah, you'll be exonerated, though. Yeah, like, it's it's... They don't just, like... Your life just doesn't go back to normal, and that'd be like a very taxing thing. It'd be a brutal thing, you know. Yeah, you'd have to. You would justify it like this person would have killed me if you really killed them in self-defense, or if you didn't and you get off, you have to know that. I don't know. It's tough. It is tough. It's real tough. Anyway, I don't know. Um, that's been week three. Week three, Mocha Radio. It's uh, you're listening to KBCP. Hope you enjoyed 15, your drive 60. to work or school. And God bless you. Have a good day. God bless. Um, that was Jack Morris. I'm Nicholas Coker. Thank you for listening. See you next week.